This is Team Business Podcast. Team Business uncovers the everyday entrepreneurs why, how, and the road to now. With hosts Mike Fusco and Ray Ramirez. Join us to learn how game-changing founders act on their vision and build a team for success. And now, here are your hosts, Mike and Ray. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on another segment of Team Business Podcast. Uh, Ray and I are really excited for today's episode, Ray, but this is awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I can't wait to have him on. Yeah. yeah, this is a special, this is a real special one, especially for uh, if you're a local San Diegan and you enjoy good food, you're going to know who this gentleman is. He's actually the chef of the year last year in San Diego County. Yeah, award-winning chef. And his food is unreal. We've been to all of his restaurants and he's a great guy and just a, a great leader in his industry, someone that everyone looks up to. Yeah, I mean, quickly, uh, quickly but uh, surely is because his uh, restaurant's becoming a staple in San Diego. So if you're a San Diegan, got to try them out. Yeah, you got to try them out. So busy time of the year, uh, especially for him. You know, we're in the middle of December. Uh, unfortunately, in California, once again, restaurants are not allowed to open for in-dining or outdoor dining. They had to kind of move to... Take, take out only. Take out only. But if you're in the restaurant industry, you know this gentleman, but if you're not local here in San Diego... You're going to want to listen to what he has to say because he's going to tell you about some really, really innovative and forward-thinking ideas that he's had with his team that they've come together with to to uh, move forward here through this through this pandemic. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they they're just doing it right. He's a, a business owner has been doing it right from the get-go. I've had the pleasure of working with him since they they uh, opened their doors, and it just uh, it's uh, he definitely leadership resonates. By also how he ta- I see him taking care of his employees, and yeah. I de- he definitely um, has done that. Yeah, and that care he of his employees and his team they've developed because of that. They've really developed an, an excellent team and people that really care about you know the the progression of the company in, in general. So stay tuned. Right now, I'm going to be back here to welcome our our guest today on the Team Business Podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Team Business. Hi, everyone. Thanks again for joining Ray and I on the Team Business Podcast. Uh, Today, we are delighted to welcome Brad Wise. Brad is the owner and executive chef. He's the head chef of the Trust Restaurant Group. Uh, For those here in San Diego, you know the Trust Restaurant Group. They have five restaurants now. There's Trust in Hillcrest. Yeah, Trust Restaurant. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. Fort Oak in Mission Hills. Yep. Cardellino in Mission Hills, Rare Society in North Park. North Park, North Park, and the newest Y, the Wise Ox, which is a, a butcher shop and a deli. Yeah, also in North Park. Yeah, and each of them brings a, a different vibe and a different taste, but all are excellent, and you got to visit them if you haven't been. Oh yeah, I mean when things are normal and you actually can dine in. Uh, it's uh, the, all his restaurants are designed in a manner where it, it's an experience. Uh, 
And so I, once we, things get back to normal, I highly encourage anyone to visit any one of their, these locations. And they're all located in the heart of San Diego. Yeah, and when race is experience, you know, we've had team outings there from our companies. And, you know, from the very second you sit down, you know, to your first drink, your first appetizer, through the meal, to the desserts, it's an experience. And it's one that you're going to – it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's flat out fun and enjoyable. Yeah. And, and you can line, sit there for hours and just have a great time. Oh, yeah. And bottom line, this, and the food's, food's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, he, he does a fantastic job of taking traditional menu items that we all grew up, grew up with. And he just tweaks them just a little bit to make them fresh and new again. And knowing Brad and knowing what I know about Brad, you know, he's a guy that was born into this, this industry. I mean, he's, yeah. he's like the perfect fit. Uh, he has an unreal passion for it and a love for the industry and for the people that he works for and with or the people that work for him and the people he works with. And also just the industry in general. Yeah. I mean, he's a big proponent of the industry and, and uh, you know, how they get through this, this hard time of, of COVID-19. But you're going to want to hang around here and listen to things that they're doing now in the light of the third shutdown that they've had to be through. Yeah. Go through. And I mean, you bring up a great point. I mean, uh, he's gonna when we have him on, he's gonna talk about it in depth. But in light of the third shutdown, they're still find a way of giving back, absolutely to the community, um, especially those in the restaurant industry, and giving back to their employees by keeping them employed through the holidays and in times that people really need to earn. You know, they're finding ways to keep their businesses and their restaurants busy and active. Yeah, so people can continue to work. Exactly. No, it's uh, again, it's just a testament of being a leader and taking care of his employees and realizing that it's not just about the bottom line. It's also a company is made up of their employees as well. Um, and so he's done some innovative items, uh, uh, strategies, I should say, um, to make sure people still have uh, uh, food on the table. Uh, it's, it's amazing, man. So, Brad, again, tw 2019 Chef of the Year here in San Diego County. Well deserved, his you know the, the things he the culinary uh, experience and the things he comes up with and the food and the and the dishes and the man. Yeah, but one thing I love about Brad stuff. as well is uh, he's uh, maybe I don't know if it's an East Coast thing because he is. is a Jersey boy. New Jersey man uh, just has this insane work ethic. Just a motor never never stops. It just no. yeah total a personality. Just yeah. Which, I mean, that's a uh, part of the success. Always wanted to be better. Yeah. Striving to be better. And uh, once again, thank you for listening. And we're going to be back here in just a moment to introduce Brad and hear what he has to say on the Team Business Podcast. Thank you, guys. Team Business. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for joining us on another segment of the Team Business Podcast. Ray and I are thrilled to have Brad Wise join us today. Brad is the owner and executive chef of the Trust Restaurant Group. Brad, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Of course, thanks for having me. Yeah, before we get started and talking about the team that you've assembled and the uh, various restaurants that you have to offer, can you tell us a little bit about your background, maybe where you're from, your education, and how you got involved in, in the culinary business? Yeah, um, I am originally from South Jersey. Um, literally uh, exit zero on uh, the Garden State Parkway. 
um, town called Cape May. I've been yep. in the industry since I was 12. Started out as um, working at this place called Jake's Pizza that I'm actually still very close with the owner today. Um, and then I just kind of knew, you know, early on that this is what I wanted to do. I told my mom I wasn't taking any big tests, no SATs. I was only going to go to culinary school. Um, and sure enough, I did, you know, just that. Um, and then moved out to San Diego in 2006. Um, worked for a uh, the local company, Eat, Drink, and Sleep uh, Hotel and or hospitality um, company, hotel and restaurants. Worked there for almost 10 years, um, just under 10 years. And then I decided it was time to step out and do my own thing. Um, partnered up with my former partner, Steve Schwab, and um, got a you know an investor in line. And then we started Trust. And then it's been uh, one heck of a ride for the last five years. Yeah. Uh, and now, you know, six concepts later. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a grind and obviously we know how 2020 is so we don't even need to beat that one up yeah man it's, I, yeah, I gotta ask you uh were you ever i've been to cape may many times i grew up in north jersey okay. two mile two mile landing sure yeah they actually <laughs> they sold it um few, oh did they yeah a few years ago and um i forget what it's called now i actually haven't been i only go back in the, if i'm not usually you know a restaurant opening hurts um me going back to New Jersey, but um, yeah, I mean, we everyone goes two mile. I mean, Monday nights was the best, best happy hours there. Basically, eat oh man, I love that place, man. I could just eat crabs for days at two mile yeah. landing. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Good stuff. Uh, just for the audience, before we get to Ray here, yeah, he has yeah. a great he has a great question for you, Brad. But for those uh, you know, that know Brad locally here in San Diego, but maybe outside of the the area. Uh, they have Trust Restaurant in Hillcrest. They have Rare Society in North Park. Also, the Wise Ox, which is the new concept of the butcher shop and mm -hmm. deli, which we've had many meals from, which is yeah. excellent. Uh, Ford Oak, delicious, awesome, fun restaurant in Mission Hills. And then Cardellino, which is, Brad, I think about a year now? Yeah. Um, we opened that on February 7th. So, right, yeah. Just six weeks before the shutdown, so just just right right around there, first week of February. Okay. Yep, uh, Cardellino. So for yep. those of you guys that are local here in San Diego, you got to check out all of the restaurants that Brad has. They're oh, yeah. they're excellent. Each they're and awesome. every one of them. Excellent food, excellent cuisine. I've tried them all, and they're fabulous. You got to try it. Great drinks. Yeah, perfect. So Brad, I just wanted to ask you. I mean, with all this, all these restaurants, all the creativity, inspiration that you have to. I mean, it's all you. Uh, so I guess my question to you is, where do you draw inspiration? That style of cuisine, and where'd you come up with it? Like, where I, I know you had a passion for the culinary, but how did that translate to your dishes now? Like during a pandemic, or just in general? In general. In general. In general. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think that two two answers to that question. A Yes, I might be the the risk taker in all of these things of like, you know, wanting to try and pushing my team to to to, you know, wanting to do new projects and wanting to do new things. But for starters, I can't do anything without the people that are that work for me and with me, uh, not for me, but with me um, there. Everyone is individually 
uh, talented in their own ways. Um, they all have great strengths and, and are obviously trustworthy and the name of why we, why we got into this. Um, and my job is solely to extract the best in everybody and note and, and recognize their talents and try to use that as best as I can to a make them successful. Um, and we always like to use your success as my success or our success. So, you know, a lot of times people don't even know their strengths until they're shown what they are. And then, you know, I lean on them and then uh, again, try to guide them, um, you know, to, to as much as I can to, to benefit the company, but you know, as well, they, I do to them, they do to me. So, um, that's the first part about it. Second part about that is the inspiration comes from a little bit of everywhere, man. I mean, there's so many good restaurants in this, you know, this country. Yeah. Uh, we, we are very, very, um, you know, I, I tell people, hey, you know, you want to work off of bonuses or do you want to go to um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle and do dine arounds for three days and or two days. And then we go eat at 15, 16 different restaurants, you know, and we're not really the oh, wow. the, the <laughs> cutter type of group. Like I'm not going to go somewhere and then say, hey, well, I saw this. I'm going to try and bring it back and do the exact same thing. Right. You just you let everyone. There's not really any more original things anymore. You know, people have someone's always done it. Right. But now yeah. how do you just make it unique and make it yours? Um, and then obviously everyone has a different approach to certain things. So, you know, we pull a ton of inf uh, inspiration um, from everything, you know, everything, anything that happens, if something messes up and, you know, or we try something and it doesn't work, it, you know, sometimes leads on to something else. Um, so, and then w w we do what we like to call like think tanks, you know, people knows that I'm going to be changing a menu, you know, I, it goes up, Hey, you know, we're, this is the ingredients that I'm thinking about. This is the kind of idea, you know, let, let you guys start kind of creating that, you know? And, and I always tell people, you know, new people come into the group and they're like, Oh, well, chef doesn't like my dishes, you know? And then, you know, I, I always say to them, like, what is different between you creating dishes and me creating dishes? I'm like, I use everybody on our team to, input you know what are the servers hearing what do they want to see what did they what did their last restaurant what did they, what was successful what you know and that i just try to pull information from everybody because obviously in this industry everyone has an opinion especially if you hire the right people they're going to have educated opinions um and again sometimes we don't use them and sometimes we do but you know then you you always have those seeds that you need right those devil devil's advocate people that that you need to say well well no that's not going to work well why isn't it going to work you know, I know there's a lot of people like you, but why isn't it going to work? Let's figure out, let's figure out how to make it work, you know? So that's, that's where a lot of inspiration and creativity comes from. And then we just have kind of like our own style. You know, I make sure mm -hmm. that each dish hits all the elements, you know, like I don't want a dish that's only soft, you know, I want to make sure that it has crunch acid, all these kind of different things of, of creating to the cuisine as well. You know, where I'm sitting right now in Rare Society, a steakhouse is sometimes hard to achieve that. You know, you, you make dishes here that are robust, memorable, but not classic, right? That's the concept here. We have a classic steakhouse style, but a different approach to classic dishes. So if it's, you know, a bacon, we're going to do an Asian glaze style of it, you know, just to keep it a little bit different, but still have that same kind of uh, approach as, as a classic would. Perfect, man. Thanks, yeah, man. Now, uh, all the restaurants I've been to, uh, your restaurants, you definitely refresh these uh, uh, items that we're all used to, and you give it your own little flair, and, and it makes it really pop. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Brad, so talking about your team and uh, the importance of your team, you referenced that in speaking about the cuisine and 
you know, what you bring to the the clients. But how do you start to? How did you build the team around you? Like, where does it start? And then you have so many different, you know, facets of your team. You have roles that people have to play. Obviously, you have your kitchen, and you have your your uh, creative staff. You have your desserts. You know, you have your drinks, your bar, your servers, Bakery. your your management. Yeah. Uh, how do you do that? How how does that work in the restaurant industry? So, I mean, you have a couple people that you meet and it's like immediately you feel, you know, you have that respect, that mutual respect of, I know this guy can be, guy or girl can be successful. We actually have, a, you know, a fair amount of women on our team. Um, you know, you just kind of either it's over time and the relationship grows. Like you were in, like Sophia, I'd worked with her. Yeah. Um, seven years ago, you know, and then yeah. with, she worked with Steve three years or two years before that. And then Jeremy, my executive pastry chef, yeah. he's, uh, I worked with him when I went to Bakersfield in 2008, you know, and then he's still, he moved down here um, to come work with the last company that we did. And then he knew, you know, we knew that he's like a brother to me. So, you know, and then, you know, new people come on the team, like, you know, Mark Schmidt, I have, who's kind of like my number two. Um, he was from Kachina Urbana. Um, yeah. and you know, it was one of those things of, you know, he was, he knows to say he was a chef. He interviewed well. And, you know, halfway through his interview, I was like, all right, I, I heard enough. Like, tell me what, you know, you obviously know how to interview. Like, tell me what, what do you need to work on? You know? And then he dropped his guard. He was honest. And then you can see that honesty right away. Like, I don't want anyone blowing smoke up my butt, you know, like, Hey, I, I know yeah. everyone can interview, right. If you do your education um, or you do your homework. So, you know, you just kind of find those, those people that fit in, you know, and then there's also on the flip side of that, people have to want to, to be here. Right. If you don't, I don't want people that are like showing up to this as a job, you know, people need to yeah. show up to work and say, Hey, this is what I want to do. I don't want to be, a, I don't want to be a, a, a leap or a stepping stone to your next, your next right. job. Right. You know, if, if you put the time and effort, I'm going to, you know, let you work to ownership. I'm going to let you work to all these, you know, these things that, that are going to eventually make you successful, you know? So we kind of have that common goal and, and, you know, it, it's a two way road. People need, want, need to want to be here as much as we want that want and need them to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And you Thanks definitely for- take care of your people there too, as well. I mean, uh, I, I can attest to you uh, in the restaurant industry itself, it's not synonymous with offering health insurance in the market. And you're one of the few that does that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Great. So Brad, and obviously 2020, it's been, it's been difficult, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think following you and following what you guys have done, you know, some brilliant things with kind of merging your, would you say that you've merged your menus into one, you know, try to be more streamlined, more efficient. Absolutely. And how do you do that with the team? How does the group kind of play into that? And what kind of workflows and safety precautions have you guys put in place in 2020? in light of the pandemic? So uh, the, the, uh, I'll start with the, the, we put in a place on how we approach things. When, when we got shut down originally, you know, obviously no, we, everyone told us all oh, two weeks, all this, and then, you know, yeah. it got longer and longer. Yeah. After we started to reopen, it was, you know, you read through the guidelines and then you, you start to like, what with whole new trackets. And then, you know, I sat back in the, you know, as the team were kind of going back and forth across the table, and I'm like, guys, let's just look at this. How do we keep ourselves safe? It's really simple. We need to just put measures in place what we feel comfortable doing, you know, and then it made it a little bit easier. 
um, just looking at it that way. Well, I'm going to put this here because this makes my step over here easier. Uh, I need to hand sanitizer here because this is the, what I'm doing. Obviously, masks are given, um, you know, and, uh, you know, changing the kitchen a little bit to make sure that, you know, when you're the step of washing hands, touching napkins, all of that stuff became a lot simpler. Once you looked at it from, I'm just, I'm going to look out for myself and myself only um, versus like reading those, you know, 16 pages of guidelines of how you're supposed to do things. Um, so right. the, the, that was the first easy step there. Um, going to the menu side of it was obviously this is a, a first for many, many of us. Yeah, um, right. Know, the, the, we're noticing now the thing the, after the first shutdown aren't working. It's, you're not doing the numbers that you used to do. Um, it could be the time of the year. People are got that, you know, uh, um, COVID fatigue or whatever it may be. So they don't want to be inside or they're like, okay, now I'm, I'm cooking at home a lot. Um, so, you know, it, it doesn't do well for us. Right. Also, we don't really have restaurants that are set up for to go. Our food is, mm -hmm experience yep. driven right so yeah. we have to adapt um quickly so this time for this shutdown we knew you know after after we heard it you know we're like okay we're going to be shut down for all in-person dining and then i like you kind of just you don't feel the buzz right and then you know before they even close it down you know i went to the team I'm like, okay, this is, this isn't feeling right. You know, we need to do this takeout game. Isn't going to be the same. We're not going to be doing the numbers we need to do. So before, you know, and then obviously at the table, they're like, well, we don't, we don't have any proof. We don't have any data. Right. So I'm like, okay, we're going to, you know, they wanted like, let's just wait two weekends before we change something else. And I agreed. I said, that's no problem, but we're going to figure out what we're going to do now for when that happens. Cause I know it's happening. We're already seeing it happen what is what is our next thing right so we've had a lot of success with these events you know yeah uh thanksgiving was huge for us um, Great. every event That's that awesome. we do that we all put our minds together like you look at the opening of the wise ox that place yeah there was, there was the six of us at this table that that all had input they we all put everything we had to it the branding the the name the 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 overall concept what we wanted on the menu what we wanted all this stuff and then it just becomes so much easier so we took that model if we do this thing that we do you know and we're tired dude i am oh uh, i bet tired I of can imagine having reinvent yourself and do these different things it is but you know i left it up to them like guys we can do this you know, unfortunately, and, and we can still employ 25 people like we are, and not only just 25 people, these are all full salary people, like we can still employ these, there's a budget we have to hit each week to make sure that we keep everyone on board. You know, we have, a, we, we set a yeah. budget, I'm like, or we can just close the doors and weather the storm, but that means we're going to have to get rid of just about everybody and, and, you know, see you on the other side. We could do that financially. We could do that. Um, so we obviously agreed to keep everyone um, employed uh, as best as we could. So those events have become really successful. Once we all put them together and do uh, and figure out what it is, figure out what day of the week, why that day of the week works, and and make sure we put the right marketing tools behind it, is is have been very successful and somewhat easy for us. Um, yeah. Or wanting to eat more kind of like comforty things comfort food, especially during the winter around the holidays, you know, everyone is scared for January, just like I am, um, because you don't know, know, know what's going to happen, but we're putting something together really exciting for January from uh, the butcher shop and from one of our locations. 
Great. Um, but it, again, it just goes the people in the room coming up with the creative things of, hey, this is what we're going to do because this is what I would want to eat, right? And then that's how we just push it through. But again, it's sitting all all of us down at a table for an hour yep. and just putting everything on a table and just not letting people's feelings get hurt. And I just started like, hey, if yep. we don't use your ideas, don't think it's anything bad. It's just we might not feel that this is the best way or you know, there might be one person that has a good idea that a lot of them don't agree with and I'll see something or Sophia, Ben, Mark or Mark, whoever is like, ah, no, I think this could work. And then we find it and then we, we just go with it. That's amazing, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I couldn't imagine the position you're in regards to the, the, the ye, um, yo-yo effect going back and forth and trying to reinvent yourself on a weekly. I mean, yeah, God. the only thing or the biggest thing that helps is dude, we're, we're all in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's not only me. It just makes it easier for for us to do it, you know, that just because we, we don't want to be the ones that are sitting here, like I was saying, like if the takeout thing isn't strong, and this is collectively across the board with all of my peers, you know, we're, we talk to other restaurateurs a, a lot on regarding what's working and what's not working for them, just so we can kind of use use each other as kind of like uh, backboards. Um, so you're just not spinning your wheels, right? Like I'm going to yeah. do all this, invest this money and then be like, oh, it's not going to work. You know, we, yeah. we, we try to make sure that we're, we're taking things that it's still a risk. Anything you do is a risk, right? Sure. Uh, but and absolutely it's off. So, uh, but again, everyone's in it. So that's a, that's one of the only things it's like, dude, well, I'm not the only one, so I can't complain. We just try to be optimistic about as much as possible and just, you know, complain as little as little, little as little as possible. Cause everyone are in worse positions than we are. Yeah, I mean, I give you guys so much credit because, I mean, I know from our industry, you know, we've been, it's hard. It's hard not knowing what's coming. Yeah. But I can't imagine from your industry because just the amount of back and forth you guys have had to deal with. and I mean, you're right in the cross. The guidance is like crazy. And just the energy that you have and the, I'm sure it's been grueling for you, man. And I just give you guys so much credit. And Thank you. Thank yeah. you. It is and, even, and, and despite all that, you still find a way to support uh, locally here. I mean, tell us about your event, Brad, regarding uh, supporting uh, rest the restaurant industry employees. So that came about. Um, so we have one of our our wine director, and you know, like like the, there's a silver lining of everything. You know, the people you, you see people's you 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 see things in people that you didn't know were there until you know something like this happens, and then you know then they become like a huge part of your team. You know, like overnight almost, and. Um, his name's Ben Zuba, um, mm. you know, brought a lot to the table, um, you know, of things that, you know, we didn't, we didn't know we needed, or we didn't have a need for until a pandemic hits. Right. Or mm. you know, it, so you have these, these people that you, you know, that you bring on board, you know, and maybe a pandemic was a good thing that happened for, for our company. Well, you know what I'm, it's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. There's some it, positive. It creates, I know it creates innovation. Correct. Yeah. You know, it, and I always say this is the best, uh, the best way of creativity is when your back is up against the wall, right? Oh, yeah. Like you have to like fight your way out to like make sure you survive. Um, so, so that happened or he came on board. Um, this Rare Society brand, um, we kind of, of had a love for. Um, hence why we're opening another one in North County and we're looking at a couple other locations. Obviously, things were already in motion before the pandemic hit that you would, you know, you had signed certain yeah. things that you couldn't kind of walk yeah. away from. Um, sure. So not that, 
well, not like the butcher shop, but that was a necessity, I thought, just because of the retail game. And, you know, yeah. now we're saving a lot of jobs by having that in our company. But um, so you, the industry night, getting back to what I was saying, Ben was in, um, in uh, Chicago, he worked in Chicago and they did a really big industry night back there. And it was like just a lot of give back. So we were doing that, planning that before the shutdown of, hey, we're going to do a really big industry night um, on Monday nights, you know, and just, you know, it wasn't going to be free, but it was going to be, we we're going to ask our purveyors like, hey, this is what we want to do, you know, give us a little bit of help on it so we can drop this down a little bit. And, and just industry people, trust was like built off of industry people, you yeah. know, didn't get a lot of reviews, you know, because we were this little restaurant on the outside in Hillcrest on the outskirts of town, their destination dining was kind of dead. You know, you only had little Italy and a little bit of downtown that were in the beaches obviously. So it kind of rejuvenated that destination dining a little bit, but it became from industry people, you know, industry people are near and dear to our our hearts. You take, you, you know, you make the, you take care of your own. It became, you know, where I had to change my days off to, you know, Monday, Tuesday, or excuse me, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday night. Um, because there were so many industry people walking through the door that they kind of wanted to see us, you know, they wanted to see, you know, meet, I wanted to meet them as much as they wanted to meet me. Um, so we always knew we wanted to do something for industry workers and, and, and obviously the pandemic hit. So once we opened back up and now this third shutdown, it was just a different layoff. You know, we did have to lay off, you know, a good amount of people again, but it was almost, you know, when you become numb to things, um, like we felt that our staff was becoming numb to it. Like, oh, they just know it's coming. That's when you know you kind of hit rock bottom. Like, and then you're laying yeah. people before Christmas and it's like, you know, and we right. love holidays. I love the holidays. You know, I have a, you know, a daughter. I, you've never seen anyone light up like she does when she sees Christmas lights. And then, you know, Ben is like, hey, we need to do something, you know, for this, for these industry, uh, you know, people getting laid off. He's like, and this was my plan. Um, so, you know, we kind of laid out or he laid out to what his thought was of let's ask the people because there's a lot of people that we know. We've everyone in our industry who's been working and have been open people, the tips that people have been giving industry workers have been absolutely incredible. So we know people and, you know, just by news and, and economic stances that, you know, people, some people aren't hurting by this pandemic, obviously one of our industries, one of the most. Um, so we were like, let's let the people that want to donate. And we were getting a lot of people asking, how do we help? How do we help? So we were like, let's, let's yeah. ask people to pay for, you know, give a meal. Yep. And, and see where it goes, you know, we'll ask what vendors can do it, you know, so we sent out an email blast, laying things out like, hey, if you were hurt by this pandemic, please don't, don't, don't think this is a, is any disrespect. We're just asking if you weren't right, because some retails went up for all these people that mm -hmm. were on themselves. Next thing you know, we had like a flood of response, like, yes, we're willing to help, you know, big numbers started coming through. And then we were like, okay, you know, and then we went to some purveyors, you know, like, hey, whatever you guys can do to help this out, this is what we're going to do. You know, we donated the first $5,000 in meals. Um, we're going to staff it. You know, people are offering to, to be um, offering to do it, you know, for free, you know, for volunteer. And I'm like, that wasn't the point, right? I'm like, the point was this, to, this is allowing me, if, if we grow this thing to 500 meals a week, I can bring back three of my people, you know, and this wow. week we're at 220, yeah. we could be at 900 if we needed to, because we've had so much yeah. feedback on this, but we can, we, we got to take baby steps. And even when the pandemic is through so think of this as like a like a pool like a, a asset pool all this money goes in 
through, or I shouldn't say all this, but this money goes into these amount of meals. Even if we get back open, we're still going to do this until every dinner that someone has donated is, is sold. Um, regardless, you know, and if people are, there's still going to obviously be people out of work. So this people can order it every single week. So people are buying meals. We're creating, you know, a three course dinner for them to pick up every Wednesday. And obviously for industry worker at no charge. And so that was, that was kind of the, the gist and the idea. And just from that original email and the feedback that we got, we were like, okay, this is, this is something that we need to move on. We try to make it as user-friendly as possible. Um, you know, like my family members, even from back East that aren't yeah. her, so work in a school system are donating. So everybody like you guys, everyone is, is donating and doing their part. Um, and then we had some, you know, reps and things that, you know, obviously like liquor brands can't come and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, there's laws and things that you can and can't do, but there's, there's right. Uh, each individual rep on their personal account is coming and doing, um, you know, donating. So we've had a tremendous turnout so from cool, man. a lot of really, really good people. Um, and the cool thing is, is let's say, you know, you donate 10 meals, you write a note and yeah, for 10 meals, we get to, you know, put that note, you know, and then sometimes you're reading these things and you're like, dang, you know, sucking a lump in your throat. Cause it's yeah. Like, yeah. That's but, awesome. That is brilliant, man. I, I love awesome. it. And you can count on us to do the 10 a week. Well, so thank you. when is it going to every, so I know that right now, it, cause I went back on there and it was sold out because you got yeah. so much response. Do you think after the Wednesday, maybe towards the end of the week, every week we can order the 10 yeah. more? You can always buy, but so there's two links. There's a redeem link, which will yeah. sell out. And then there's another link that will be um, that you can always buy. You can always add them on. You can add them on actually on any one of our uh, websites. Um, and then okay. it's, just, it's just under buy a meal. So, but it'll go, you know, tomorrow is Wednesday and then Thursday for the following week, Thursday right. on Wednesday, you'll be able to redeem them as, you know, uh, um, uh, as an industry worker. And one thing I wanted to add, if there's industry workers listening to this thing, stop yes. these tips. That's not the point. Like people are like the industry workers. That's just how generous they are. Cause yeah. there's a tip line that we can't remove. Like just okay. because of the, the software in toast, we can't remove it. So it's, and my team is trying to figure it out now, but they keep leaving tips and I'm like, damn it. Like this is, so now we're just figuring out how to donate that to, um, uh, industry workers. Yeah. Industry, uh, Guy Fieri did a really big campaign, um, and raised like, 21 million or something. I saw that. That was amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're doing, we're just giving all that stuff to to that campaign. Um, to oh, that's great, man. It reaches awesome. the most amount of people. So we're, we're doing that. So for those of you guys listening, so we yeah. had a link on our uh, business page to the Trust Restaurant, uh, to Brad's uh, event where you can donate. You can donate one meal. You can donate a few meals. Mm -hmm. But anything you can do to help this is really helpful, especially during the holidays, you know, for people that can't work right now to can't, you know, that aren't getting a paycheck, that aren't getting tips. Yeah. And for those in the industry that want to redeem the meals, you can also go through Brad's website to redeem the meals, pick them up every Wednesday at Rare Society. Mm -hmm. Looks like a delicious meal. And uh, please get involved. You know, you, this is a time to really help, help each other, help small business, help the local economy, and please do what you can. And uh, Brad, thank you so much for doing that for the local, for yeah. our local uh, industry. That's awesome. And uh, Brad, so speaking of events, uh, like this is an outstanding event, but as far as other events for the Trust Restaurant Group, what are you guys doing so far to kind of, you know? Um, so we have, we, 
so Christmas Eve, we have an event coming, or, or, or a, a package, uh, prime rib package Christmas Eve that you can okay. find on Cardellino SD. Um, website and then we have a new year's eve package out of rare society that's um actually super cool after you know my wife and i like to support local businesses as well so we do a fair amount of takeout and what we always notice if you're going to have like a date night when you buy takeout food it's it's very quick right because you get it hot and then next thing you know in 15 20 minutes you can't even finish a glass of wine and you're you know your experience is over, but you're at home normally when you're cooking, you know, you're enjoying yourself a little bit. So what we wanted to do is create a package to, that extends that experience a little bit and not makes it too complicated. So we're kind of giving at a rare society we're doing, um, you know, you can choose your protein. It's kind of like a surf and turf. Every steak you choose comes with a, 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 a main lobster tail. Um, and the sides that are ready to go to be reheated, but your meat and protein is raw. So you can actually spend the time to cook it, season it and cook it the mm. way you want. And then, you know, you just reheat your sides and we'll give you the directions. Again, it's really simple. We'll just give you the, the amount of reheat times. Everything will be finished for you. You'll have a couple of different courses with the dessert. Um, and then you can add on obviously wine and liquor and things like that. So that's our New Year's Eve. Um, again, just to extend that time period, most people are, um, you know, cook you either go out to dinner for you know three to four hours on that evening or you know you go out to a quick dinner and then you're going to a party afterward but this is to just extend your your experience a little bit more that we thought that was gonna you know help out the 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 dining a little bit or excuse me help out the experience a little bit so that's Sounds the delicious. so that's the rare society sd.com for the new year's eve yep. dinner okay perfect and what about cardellino christmas uh, eve right? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Christmas Christmas Eve. Eve is a prime rib. We're selling that by the each. Um, and that uh, comes with a bunch of stuff as well. Every package that we put together comes with, you know, a tremendous amount of food. And, and uh, again, kind of uh, sometimes it's simple creativity, but we put a lot of effort into making sure the packaging's right. You know, where I'm at right now, I have packaging spread across this whole table, like with different tags and stuff on it and saying, this is for this event, this is for that, you know, to make sure that the experience is as best as possible. Um, you know, I, sounds, I, I feel like I can be an ambassador for it to go where by now. So sounds amazing. And for our viewers, you're at Rare Society right now, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Nice. So Brad, we have three more questions to wrap up again. Thank you for your time and we'll make this quick, but a uh, couple fun things. So if you weren't in the industry and doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? And I can't imagine that they're like, <laughs> you're the perfect. It seems like this was it for you knowing at an early age, Yeah. as you said, at 12 years old, Jake's pizza. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, what is there anything else you can imagine yourself doing besides? I probably the this is a surprise to some people, but if I wasn't if I wasn't in um, if I didn't do this, I used to be a commercial fisherman okay. uh, for oh, wow. you know in my hometown. It's a big big fisherman. When I was young, I was on uh, squid summer squid boats um, with. Uh, so I used to do that, you know, on my days off when I was younger, you know, before I got like really heavy into cooking, I was, um, I would like prep by day and then, um, you know, do valet by night. And then a lot of times, like on my, I had three days off, I would go out fishing. Um, oh, wow. and then, um, and then believe it or not, I would probably be in law enforcement if, if, okay if I didn't do this. And that was, and a lot of, if people know me, they kind of understand that just because <laughs> of the way I am. But, um, 
and obviously with the times right now, so I'm a little bit hesitant to say that, but um, there's, there's, that, that's probably what I would have done. But again, from when I was young, I knew this is what I want to do. But when people ask me that, I was like, cause I could see myself enjoying, you know, enjoying both of those. Man. And uh, a follow up question here. So your spouse, your wife, your best friend, basically, yeah. what would you say is the least and the most favorite thing she loves about you? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no that's fine that's fine Um, (laughs) uh, i don't know that's tough i do a lot of stuff to piss her off so i don't don't know (laughs) you would have to ask her that um (laughs) favorite obviously cooking she doesn't worry about that even though i do you know when when we do you know have people over at the house and stuff like that but um you know i just try to make sure i check in when i get home you know work-life balance. She's a huge supporter of what I do. Um, you know, her grandmom told her way back in the day that, you know, getting involved with someone that's going to put in as many hours and things that I do that, you know, it's, uh, sometimes you always have to take a back seat to, to what, you know, the, the drive that, you know, that I have and people like me have. Um, but she's a huge supporter of what we do, you know, and I just try to make yeah. sure, that I make sure I put family time in. And sometimes you're just, flat out exhausted yeah. and daughter's like jumping on your back and you're like, all right, we've got to do it. You know, it's just part of it. So, um, I tried that, but there's probably a list goes on about what things I do to piss her off, but <laughs> <laughs> perfect. So Brad, very last one. Uh, our, our podcast, we, Ray and I talk about sports. We're both big sports fans and mm-hmm. we kind of have a sports theme going on with the team, the team aspect of it. So tell us your favorite team your favorite sport and what you, you know, what's, what do you, where do you enjoy watching the most? And I hope it's, I hope it's the New York giants and not the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh my goodness. I had a failure, man. South Jersey. Cowboy fan here. Oh God. Yeah. Giants fan. It's like the two worst. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I recently, obviously before the pandemic, we were working on my backyard um, and, and, I got that finished and I was able to put TVs out there. So oh, nice. my, my, my oasis now. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Even though this year I can barely stomach the watch them past the first quarter, but at least I, I, I turn it off or I, I get to watch them a little bit. So what Carson Wentz, is, is he done? Done well, in Philly? He, knowing our fans. Yeah. I can be I done know, with I mean, much money. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. But hey, you know, it's, there's that boy's talented. He just isn't performing. Yeah, no, he's not. And the, I got to tell everyone, like, for all these West Coast sports fans, <laughs> when you go to other team, you know, other stadiums with your jerseys on, yeah, I tell you right now, that's not something you do in Philadelphia, man. Yeah, like you don't step into the spectrum. No, you don't step into veterans. Yep. What was it? The vet. The vet. Yeah, now yeah. it's the link. Yep. Now yeah. the link. You don't go to a Philadelphia. No way. Ab- with the New York Giants jersey on. Or like, a Cowboys. Or you don't or, go to Dallas. Or even yeah. a Santa yeah. suit. You can't even go in there in a Santa suit. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. You don't go in anything. You got. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna get served either. <laughs> no. no. You'll get thrown out right away. <laughs> but Brad, I know it's. Uh, we really appreciate your time, man. We know you're a busy guy. You work yeah. a lot of hours, and you're you're working really hard, and. You know, we admire what you're doing. And yeah. uh, for us to be able to call it, like, to work with you in the – pleasure. Yeah, it's a pleasure. 
And anything we can do to help, man, For just sure. please, like, we're only a phone call, email away. Yeah. And to your whole team there for what you guys do, I mean, we have we have the admiration for it to fight through it and to continue going and to yeah. be better. I can't, we can't say enough about that. So awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate and thank you for everything, man. We really appreciate you, you taking the time. Likewise. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Thanks. Yeah. Happy holidays to you and your family, man. Yeah. Same to you both. See ya. Yeah. Take care. <laughs>